0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello there, friends. Today we're going to go into a deep subject, and I think it's an important subject. And the title I chose for this message is Knowing What God Only Knows. Knowing What God Only Knows. Well, I hope this grabs your attention and that you will listen to this message. I believe it's important for all, not just the children of God, but also the messengers and servants of God. I know that for us, it's important to have a title and people love titles and, and let me say, we surely believe in the fivefold ministry and the apostles and the prophets and pastors and teachers, etc., etc. So I believe in those things. Well, for my life, I am thankful that, you know, I have done work as an evangelist. I've been all around the world to more than 90 countries as an evangelist. I'm a pastor for over 30 years as I'm bringing this message. I I also have apostolic work that I've done, uh, starting works and et cetera, et cetera. So, well, all these different titles, I teach a bit and I preach and et cetera. But, you know, if you ask me, John, How do you want to be remembered? I wouldn't want to be remembered just by a title, although I value that and I believe it's important to define who is an apostle, who is an evangelist and all, and we believe in the fivefold ministry. But I would want to be remembered as someone who walked with God. Oh, I think if I look to Abraham and so many others in the Bible, I don't read about titles that they had although we believe in titles and in defining the calling of a person but you know my father taught me you know you can put a label on yourself that you are a prophet or an apostle or a teacher but it's better that you are acknowledged by the spirit of God and called by the spirit of God and do the work which you say that you are, and that others then say, wow, that is a great apostle. That is a real teacher because they see the proof of the work of the Spirit of God in your life. But in the Bible, I see these great men in the Old Testament. It says, and they walked with God. And because they walked with God, they knew things that God only knows. (laughs) If you want to know something, That God only knows you need to walk with God. You need to spend time with Him. You need to be in continuous fellowship, not weekly fellowship or even daily fellowship, but a continuous fellowship with the Spirit of God. And when I say a continuous fellowship, it doesn't mean you're sitting on your knees 24 hours a day with your hands folded. But as you are doing your job, as you are driving, walking, or riding the bicycle, working, whatever you're doing, your spirit is always in connection with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in connection with you. And that is a wonderful thing because you never know when God wants to speak or say something when he needs to warn you. Now, there are many people and I've heard them in my life and ministry. And well, you know, they say that God speaks to them all the time. And whatever they say, you know, God says this, God says that, God says so, God says so. But if you look to the fruit of their life, I don't think it's God that's speaking to them. And many times when they say, God says, I know in my heart, God is not saying this. This is your feeling speaking, but you're interpreting your feeling as the voice of God. Many times these people feel so spiritual and they act spiritual, and others look to them as they are spiritual. But many times the eyes of a true man of God would discern, a true woman of God would discern that it's not a spiritual man, but it's a fleshly person. But they have interpreted the flesh as being spirit and the spirit they see as flesh. You know, and that's the way they portray it or they bring it. Now, having said these things, I must say that God is truly a speaking God, and he speaks today. And it's important that you recognize his voice. It's important that you hear what he has to say, that he can warn you, that he can guide you, lead you, that he can show you what he wants to do, what he wants you to do, what he wants to do through you. And there are so many ways that God speaks. He speaks through his word, always through his word. And whatever you say that is the voice of God, if it's not in line with his word, it cannot be the Lord himself speaking because he would never speak or say something which is not in line with his word. And his word is still the main thing through which he speaks to us. He speaks through his chosen servants. He speaks through very simple things in life. Sometimes you're amazed How God can reach you and speak to you through things that are so simple that you would think it's too simple for God to use that to speak to you. But yet, he chooses the things that are simple and foolish for the world. And he uses them to show his greatness and his goodness. And of course, he speaks through that soft, gentle voice of the Holy Spirit in your spirit, man, in your heart. Now, we hear so many voices around us. And so many people saying that it's God speaking, but it's important that we recognize what is his voice and how does he really sound? What is he really saying? What is he saying, speaking to his church, to his children today? It says that the Lord says, my sheep follow me because they know my voice. We need to know his voice, not every voice. Even the voice that say they are Jesus are always Jesus. You need to recognize his voice. You know, I know the voice of my children. And... It's not just that I know their voice, but you know how the voice sounds, what is really behind it. And sometimes maybe they're screaming or shouting. Now, I'm big man now, so they're not screaming and shouting, but as a child, you know. And you could hear in that scream, in that sound, if it was serious or not serious. You know, if it, if, if it was something you had to run to or something that you just had to give a little time. It, 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 you recognize not only that it is their voice, but in their voice you recognize What is really behind it? I mean, if we pray, we can have a whole prayer with so many words, but sometimes there is more prayer in the word Father than there is in I don't know how many words that we are praying to the Father. But it's the way we say it. If a child cries, Father! The way they cry it, the way they shout it, there is a whole prayer in that one word that says more than maybe, I don't know, a whole book full of words. But the Lord longs that we will know his voice and recognize his voice. And as I was thinking of this subject and the Lord was ministering to me about it, I had to go to the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 33. And I want to read verse 7 to 11. And it says, Moses used to take the tent and set it up outside the camp, some distance away. And he called it the tent of meeting. We would call that our church today. Yeah. This is a church. He erected a tent and that was the tent of meeting. We would call it, it's our church building. It's the place where we go to meet God. It says anyone who sought God would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Outside the camp means leaving the world behind, going out of the world and coming into the presence of God in the tent of meeting. You know, you have a lot of people today who don't go to church anymore and they don't believe in church anymore. But this This is not biblical. And if you are such a person sitting at home enjoying all these wonderful broadcasts, but you don't belong to a church, well, you're missing something important in your life. God wants to plant you in a church, and yes, I know that God can speak to you at home as He is doing right now at this very moment. But yet, there are special things that will only be revealed, will only come to you as you gather together with God's children in His house to seek His. face and to pray in one accord. There's no substitution one for the other. You cannot say I don't have to pray at home anymore because I go to church, but you can also not say well I don't have to go to church anymore because I pray at home. You need both. You need to pray at home and you need to come to church and belong to a church a church that preaches the truth, the word of God, a church that prays and a church that has the Holy Spirit alive in the midst of it. And so today I want to tell you there is still in the New Testament, a tent of meeting, a place where we go to meet him. I know this is a tent of meeting. This is his temple. But there is also this place where we gather together as his children. And it says, and it went like this. When Moses would go, to the tent, all the people would stand at attention. Each man would take his position at the entrance to his tent with his eyes on Moses until he entered the tent. And whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud descended to the entrance of the tent and God spoke with Moses. And all the people would see the pillar of cloud at the entrance of the tent and they would stand at attention and then bow down in worship, each man at the entrance of his tent. And God spoke with Moses face to face as neighbors speak to one another. And when he would return to the camp, his attendant, the young man Joshua, stayed. He didn't leave the tent Oh, this last word is important, especially for all you young people watching this or listening to this broadcast today. I want to tell you, have a heart, have a longing, have a desire, have an attitude like Joshua. We know what great leader he became and how he could take the position of Moses as God called Joshua to take his place. But you know, that didn't come just out of the blue. It didn't come from one day to another. There was something already in the heart, in the mind, in the spirit, in the attitude of Joshua. He longed not just to be with Moses, though he longed to the God of Moses. He wanted to get as near as he could come near to God. Moses could go fully in, but Joshua could stay at the door. Oh, I hope you have the desire, young person today, as we are in this time that the church needs to be built. God is looking for young people today who have that heart, that desire, that longing, and who get as close as they can to the presence of God, ready to forsake all, ready to leave it all behind. Oh, as the Others in the camp went back to their life, went back to their tents, went back to their meals, went back to their family life. Joshua, he stayed at the tent. He stayed in the presence of God. He went that extra mile there, just like Samuel. He stayed with the ark and he was laying next to the ark and he wanted to be close to the ark. And that's why he could become that great prophet, Samuel. And that's why you can maybe become that great next minister in the kingdom of God, because you Stay close to him. You long to be in the presence of God. Oh, I pray today that you will be there. Oh, King David. Oh, he was attending the sheep. He was sitting in the field. But yet in that field, he was praying and praising with the harp, playing and praising with new songs. He was in the presence of God there. Be in the presence of God. Well, it says here so beautifully, Moses. When he would come into that presence, God would come down. I believe that's also something wonderful today, that as we gather together in church, the presence of God gets manifested as he seats and resides on the praises of his children. When we come together and praise him and that he speaks to us today face to face, Oh, you know, I do wanna say to you one thing. In the Old Testament, you can read that God didn't speak to every person in the same way. The way he spoke to Moses was in such an intimate way with Abraham and others. and He didn't speak in that intimate way to everyone, But you know, there's still a difference today. And don't think because you are maybe someone now who is saved that that you know everything better than your pastor or your leader. No, acknowledge the place, the calling, and that God speaks to different people in different ways. I'm not saying I'm above you all. No, I wouldn't take that position at all. But I do wanna tell you, don't think now that you know it all and you can speak to God yourself, we still need each other with the graces that we all have received. God can do things through you that he will not do through me and the other way around. And it says also with Moses, it says, I make myself known to Moses. Yes, in a in a different way than to the other prophets. I speak to him intimately. In Numbers 12, you read it. In person, in plain talk, without riddles, he ponders the very form of God. Oh, so why don't you have respect and reverence for him? Oh, my dear friends, there are still those that are called of God that that have been brought into intimacy with God, that through whom God can share secret with us that we will not find ourselves. No, we need those that have been given that grace. But he who speaks with God knows things that the world knows nothing about. And I should say not only he who speaks with God, but he with whom God speaks. (laughs) That's a better way of saying it. Yes, not everyone that speaks with God, you know, Maybe has the right heart, the right attitude, or the right life. I don't know. But there are those. And God has chosen them to speak to them in such a wonderful way. It says in Genesis 18, verse 17 and 19. And then God said, Shall I keep back from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham is going to become a large and strong nation. All the nations of the world are going to find themselves blessed through him. Yes, I've settled on him as the one to train his children and future family to observe God's way of life and live kindly and generously and fairly so that God can complete in Abraham what he promised him. We see here that God says, will I keep a secret? for Abraham. He called Abraham his friend. And he says, will I keep a secret for him? And then he reveals to Abraham that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know, this brought a great burden upon Abraham because Lot, his nephew, was living there with his family. When God speaks to us, it can bring a great burden in our life. What do we do with that burden? You know, do we say, well, I don't care about it? Well, that's his choice, his decision. That's, you know, then he shouldn't have gone there or whatever. No, you know, Abraham, when he got that revelation of what God was about to do, he started to seek the face of God. He started intercessory prayer for Lot and his family that he would be saved from Sodom and Gomorrah, who would surely be destroyed. He started pleading with the Father. When God speaks to us, when God speaks to you, my friend, and it becomes a burden on your heart, in your life, what are you going to do with it? Is it worth it for God to share secrets with you because you're going to do something with it? Or is it not worth it for God to share it with you because you're not going to do anything with it? When God shares something with you, with me, oh, it can become such a burden because we find out what's going to come. And when we know what's going to come, or if you have a true revelation of what's coming to this world, it should become a burden on your heart it should become something that will activate you to do intercessory prayer and to pray for those that are going to be lost for eternity. Every day people are going into eternity without Christ and they are lost forever. Oh, when the Spirit of God reveals this to you about your family member, about your friends, about your neighbors, about your co-workers, that they are lost for eternity, does that give a burden on your heart like Abraham had it to pray for them? And to seek the face of God. Well, I believe it will be valuable for me to continue this message next time. But let us pray together. Oh Father, I pray this very moment for those that are listening to this broadcast. Lord, there are things you want them to know. There were things that you want them to find out, and not just by seeking themselves that they will come to the conclusion out of their own mind or intelligence, but Lord, because you speak to them and and reveal it to them. Because Lord you want to reveal things that are unknown unto man. One of the things you want to reveal to us is what you are going to do. What will happen and Lord that it will activate us to pray. And to seek your face on their behalf of those that will be lost for eternity. Oh I pray for those that have lost family members, neighbors, friends, co-workers. That as you speak to them and they get that burden on their heart for these friends and these families. Family members and neighbors, Lord, that they will seek your faith because it says you wanted to do something through Abraham. You wanted to fulfill your promise to Abraham. And so you still want to fulfill that promise today through believers in the world this day. Oh, Lord, that we will seek your face, that we will recognize your voice, that we will hear your voice, that we will listen to your voice, and that we will obey your voice is my prayer this day. I thank. Thank you for it in Jesus name amen Thank you for listening to this podcast Do you wish to listen to more messages go to themessagestation.com Also visit us at masbach.com